you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey guys, what's up? It's Karen by myself. Can we talk show? Can we talk sports? Must go on. Tonight I am by myself because I the other ladies they had you know something else to do. They're moms, I understand it. They are always super moms, busy, they have kids. And so I just really felt like we had to go on tonight uh, to report some local news. I am so excited to have on the show our guest tonight. You know, it's so much going on. You see so much stuff going on on TV and you kind of wonder what's going on right in my backyard. What's going on in my own community? So can we talk sport? It, we're more than just a sports page. We are moms. We're moms that live in a community. And so we thought it was very important to bring local news on tonight. So I'm excited to have on the show the mayor of DeSoto. You know I'm a DeSoto fan. I'm all about our community. So I'm excited to have the mayor on the show. And I'm excited to have the police chief on the show tonight, you guys. So that if you have questions, comments for them, put them in the comment section. If, you, if there's something you need to know about what's going on in the community of DeSoto, put the questions out there we have them right here you guys so let's welcome to the show mayor kirstein mccowan and pre um chief of police joseph Koska. Hey guys, welcome. Hey, Karen, how you doing? How are welcome you? To the show, I'm great. Oh my God, it's such an honor. It's such an honor to have you guys on the show. So, tell me about yourself. Tell me, start with you, Mayor McCowan. Who are you, and what do you do? Oh wow, I am Curtisine S. McCowan, and I am the proud mayor of the All-American City of DeSoto, Texas. Um, I served as mayor since 2016 and ran for re-election in 2019 and uh, served in my second term. And as you know, Karen, we have term limits in DeSoto. So I'm into a year now of that second term, which means I've got to work really, continue to work really hard and fast uh, for the next two years because we're term limited. But it's been just my honor and my privilege 
to serve. I was elected to city council, actually uh, elected to council in 2012 and served a couple of times as mayor pro tem prior to becoming mayor. But I have a little bit of history here in DeSoto. This is, this year marks our 43rd year in the city of DeSoto. So my earlier years here, I was all involved in the schools in DeSoto ISD as a volunteer, served a couple of terms on the DeSoto ISD Board of Trustees, served as a board president, among holding some other offices, but had the honor of serving as board president. I was the charter president for the Education Foundation and still serving on that board. So there's just, you know, there are a number of things I've done in the community, um, in addition to uh, serving on the school board and supporting our schools, but uh, in addition to serving as mayor. And I won't go into all of that because I know there, we want to hear more uh, about Chief Costa and uh, <laughs> there's some specific questions that you have for us, but it is just my honor to serve our community as mayor. Wow, Mayor, you, you, you've been busy and that's a good thing. I, you, I see you're somebody that is really proud of where you live and understand the importance of building where you sit. It, that's awesome. Thank so uh, our next guest is Chief Police, Joseph Kasla. Come on and tell us about you. Hey, tell us Karen. about yourself. First of all, thanks for having me on the program. This is great. It's an honor to be on and uh, be with you and the rest of all your fans that, uh, that are listening and watching. Sorry my picture's not there or uh, my image's not there, but uh, I'm undercover tonight. I just went for a run. I don't want anybody to see me, so... Uh, but my voice is here, so we're good. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm honored to be the chief of police here in DeSoto. Uh, I was selected as the, the chief in 2012. So the mayor uh, came on the council and I came on to be the chief of police at the same time. And uh, we're out in the community together all over the place. We laugh because uh, we usually <laughs> see each other more out in the community at different events than we do uh, anyplace else in the city. But uh, I love serving uh, as your police chief. Um, and I, uh, I started my career in the state police in Massachusetts. I uh, was there for 25 years, uh, rose up through the ranks, became a commander of a, of a unit under a district attorney's office there. And then I retired, came out to Texas as quick as I could and uh, worked for the state uh, lottery commission for two years. And then I was a, a chief deputy with uh, uh, former Sheriff Lupe Valdez. Uh, prior to me being selected to the, the chief of police in DeSoto. So a uh, long career, a um, lot of experience. I've got a, got a lot of foundation uh, from the state police and a lot of uh, really good community uh, involvement, uh, not only in Massachusetts, but here in Texas. And, you know, I love being out in the community. I love DeSoto. We've got so much to offer. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's just a pleasure and, and uh, uh, an honor to be here uh, as your chief of police. That's one thing I can say about you guys. I see you in the community. You guys are touchable, you're reachable. And I think that that's what makes us a great community. You're not someone that's always behind the desk and I can't see you. You're right there, you know, whether I go to a concert, a church concert for Discern DeSoto 
or uh, show up at a uh, at 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 Kroger's. I might see the chief. I mean, you guys are right in the community. And I think that's one thing that's most. Of, I think that's very important, you know, as a community. Um, but you know what? I want to start this off with a game. Ah, so okay. there's a game called Would You Rather. And so just to break the ice, to help me calm down, because, you know, me, uh, being on the show by myself, you know, I'm having to get my nerves down. But there's a game called Would You Rather. And I'm going to ask each one of you two questions each. And uh, tell me your best response. So, um, Mayor, would you rather be always 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Wow, Chief could probably answer that. Uh, <laughs> Soto, I've been asked, and I know our fire chief definitely will ask me all the time, did I serve in the military? I am a stickler for being early and on time. <laughs> being on time, yes. So that was easy for me. On time, 20 minutes early if I can, but if I can't be 20 minutes early, I definitely want to be on time. Good. Okay, Chief, how about this? Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key to an open door, any open door? Well, seeing as I'll probably never go to jail, I'd rather <laughs> have the key to an open door. That makes, uh, makes it more exciting. <laughs> okay. You never know what you're going to find, right? That's right. exactly right. All right. Okay, Mayor, how about this one? Would you rather have all traffic lights um, that you approach green or never have to stand in line again? Green. I'd like to keep going. I like to keep moving. <laughs> and not suggesting that I'm speeding or anything <laughs> with the chief on the line. <laughs> but I want to keep things moving and moving in the right direction. All right. And one more for you, Chief. Okay. Would you rather give up all drinks except water or give up eating anything that is cooked in the oven? Wow. That's that's a tough one. Let's see. Seeing as I like a Coors Light every now and then, I'm going to have to say I'd rather give up everything that's cooked in the oven. You can always <laughs> find something to eat. <laughs> I, I love you, Chief. I love you. That's a good one, Karen. Yes. Real. He keeps it real. He does. He does. I just love that about him, you know. So um, let's get into COVID-19. All right. First, you, Mayor, tell me about how COVID-19 has uh, affected the community of DeSoto. Well, uh, Karen, unfortunately, um, it's affected it in ways that we really didn't want to see. Uh, you know, we've had uh, cases arise in the number of cases. That means the number of our citizens who have tested positive. Uh, more so, you know, we, we, we didn't want to see one case, but the reality of it is we have. And uh, the last number, uh, I saw, and I believe I was on Friday, and uh, the number was 121 cases, number of people testing positive. And the uh, number of deaths, which we 
you know, believe that one death is too many. We've had three in the community. And so that lets you know how it's impacted our city. Uh, it's also impacted our city in terms of, uh, we know that we've had to close the facilities, you know, and that just broke our hearts, but it was the safe, safest thing to do because our number one priority is to keep our citizens safe. So we've had to close facilities for uh, several weeks. But one of the things I've stressed about that is that even though facilities were closed to the public, they were not closed to uh, staff, you know, and, and of course some staff were working remotely, including myself. And, and that's been a, uh, you know, been interesting. I'm not to sit at the city full time. I work out of my home office uh, most of the time, really, but I love going into the office at least three or four times a week because that's where I have meetings. I can meet with people. I get to interact with staff there. And I have the blessing of being retired. So that allows me to do that. And all of our council members aren't retired. But uh, one of the reasons I'm, I have that flexibility is because of the um, the blessing of being able to retire and contribute uh, that much of my time, as I said, as a volunteer. Uh, the other thing I've talked about, um, facilities being closed. And you know, we also had to close uh, the equipment, had to shut down equipment at our parks. Now the parks were open, but this whole thing about trying to uh, let people know we've got to practice social distancing and also, um, you know, just making sure that we were not allowing people to get on the equipment because it is just absolutely no way, you know, I guess if you had all the people in the world to constantly go behind every individual, but we know that's not realistic. But our, you know, our parks and trails were open, open so that people could, um, you know, could, could access them, but uh, the equipment was not. So, you know, anytime you have to do that, that impacts our, not only our children, but adults as well. The, uh, one of the things in closing facilities, we had a very active senior community. And so our senior center, one of the facilities that was closed, so what, what did you sort of do? The Soto uh, made sure that those seniors were, who were relying or had been relying on getting their meals at the senior center, the city of DeSoto delivers those meals to them. And so we're very, very proud of that. And of course, you know that our school district, um, with school being closed, they've also provi provided meals to the children in the community. So. Talk about the impact um, on our staff. Our, of course, Chief Costa can talk about how our uh, first responders have been impacted and the th things that we're doing collaboratively to work collaboratively with uh, cities in the best Southwest area and working in lockstep with not only the cities in the best Southwest area, but the county. So while we've uh, experienced a you know, uh, uh, these challenges in terms of 
how we work, you know, how we provide services, the library that, you know, and all of these services that we're accustomed to provide to providing our citizens on site, our parks and rec department, this, you know, the civic center, all of that, you know, it's, it's really been hard to um, continue to see our community move on and try to uh, shelter in and not have those services. But, if, you know, we all understand we're doing what we had to do in order to keep people safe and save lives. So uh, a lot has been done. And tomorrow night we're going to, and I'm throwing this in early, we're going to have a town hall meeting with County Judge Jenkins and uh, our county um, health official, Dr. Wong. One hour we've, you know, with them being all over the place, there will be a town hall and we can give some more specific information on that before the show concludes. But we're doing all we can to keep our community safe and to provide uh, the services that not only that our community needs, but that they deserve. Well, you know, you just brought something to my mind and, and that was our seniors, I, you know, I'm here at the house, but I never really thought, you know, I check on my mom, but I, you just brought something in perspective. Those seniors, they expected to go to the senior citizen center every day to, to hang out with their friends and the fact that they couldn't do that. Um, wow. That, um, that impacts my heart, you know, cause you know, some of them may not have people that's around them to check on them and stuff. And that was their, you know, that's how they stayed active. So, you know, I do want to make sure I say this, and that is our staff, our parks and recreation staff. I mentioned those that get their meals, but they're also calling the seniors to check on them. Yeah, that is, oh yeah, we, we've been on that just very, very much concerned and making sure that they're being informed about what's going on. That's good. That's really good. Now, Chief, I was wondering, have COVID-19 scared off all the criminals? So tell us about what's going on in the, you know, in the crime. Uh, did it slow down? Oh, my. You know, you think that that stay at home would tell burglars and, and <laughs> robbers stay at home, don't come out. But unfortunately, um, they're out and about. But wow. um I'll say this crime has gone up about 20% as compared to the first four months uh, this year compared to last year. Um, wow. Most of it are family violence calls that we get and, and aggravated assaults that have to do with domestic violence. And, and unfortunately, when you, when you put people in their homes with their families and, and they're stuck there and they can't get out and do any kind of recreation or any kind of uh, traveling around, uh, tensions, tensions come to, uh, to a head and things happen in families, uh, not only husband and wives, but, uh, children mm -hmm. on children and, uh, mothers and fathers on children. And it's just been, uh, it's been really a challenge to deal with those family issues and, uh, people just really feeling anxious and frustrated over everything that's happened. Uh, we all get that way, but, but sometimes just some people just can't handle it and they, they lash out at the people that they love and they live with. So. We've had to answer a lot of calls for service uh, with family violence and um, 
couple of them have been, have been pretty serious, but most of them have been uh, things that we can deal with and, and hope that social services can help out. Um, but 20% over uh, uh, last year at this time, that's a lot. And that's just being stuck in, you know, as far as uh, other crimes, uh, we had, we had uh, one kid that was, uh, uh, that went on a robbery spree in this whole area, committed about 25 or 30, but uh, robberies in the area. And I can say that we captured him last week uh, in our city and uh, he's behind bars and he should not uh, bother anyone, at least in the near uh, future. But I think he'll be in jail for a long time. It's just, uh, he, he had a drug habit and, you know, he's trying to feed that, that drug and, and was causing two or three robberies a day. And it was, wow. uh, it, it was incredible, but no one got really hurt luckily. And, uh, I think we've stopped that. Um, but with people being home, uh, and the family violence, like I said, uh, up the, uh, the burglary slowed down because people are home. So someone can't take advantage of, uh, people's homes when they're out working or doing things. So with people being more at home than, uh, less homes get uh, burglarized. So that's a good thing. Um, if we found some kind of uh, way that we could deal with people's emotions and, and try to tame their anxieties and their frustrations, I think that we would put a slowdown on, on family violence. But uh, if people have, uh, have those tendencies to, to lash out, I would say, you know, take a breath and just walk away and go outside, go to a park and walk around and do something to, to uh, uh, chain their uh, their emotions but that's how it's been so far Karen wow you know one thing I can say about social media that I like is the fact that there is a police page and we'll get a picture on social media and we'll get a picture of a suspect and it yep. shares and shares and I'll be like whose baby is this whose yeah. uncle is this you know but it shares around and around and um I think that that's one that's one of the good things about social media. We can get the word out and um, get it passed around in our community, and somebody knows somebody. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We solve many crimes by putting pictures out or getting videos from from a, a home that uh, had a video, a surveillance video of something that happened. And I'll tell you, we've with the invaluable. We solve many crimes like that, and that that help uh, really. We really really appreciate that. Now, mayor. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about impact, and I've held off on talking about uh, this, what's really, you know, one of the areas that's been critical, and that is the impact on our businesses. Uh, I know you've seen it all over town. We've had businesses that have been shut down. And um, I don't know if we have some questions later. But we've done, uh, we've continued to work with um, the Chamber of Commerce, Economic Development Corporation, and other stakeholders to address um, not only the needs of our citizens, but we are looking at ways to help our business. And one of the ways was, like I said, was to connect them to Small Business Administration and other resources. Um, the uh, council appointed. Uh, in my recommendation, um, I thought it was just something we needed to do and um, work with the city manager and made a recommendation to the council and it was approved unanimously that we uh, have an economic recovery advisory task force. 
And I wanted to make sure I shared that that task force has been uh, divided into four different subcommittees. And the uh, subcommittees are looking at uh, not only business, business, the area of business, but also education, the community uh, in general, and then, um, let me see, business, education. Oh, the other one is uh, the medical community, medicine in, in that area. And so there are subcommittees. The city manager uh, is appointed to serve as the general chair of the task force. And then each subcommittee has a chair. Now they started working last week and we are very excited about the people we have serving from the community on the uh, the uh, task force. And that will be more, you know, maybe at some point we can come back on the show and talk to you a little bit more about the progress we've made. But again, that's an effort to address what we're dealing with now. Uh, we're gonna be dealing with this for a while. So we want to uh, make sure that we navigate the, you know, this this COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, what is happening now to the best of our ability, but also we want to come out of this thing, you know, better than before. And we know there are going to be a lot of things we're doing differently, but we will have learned a whole lot in, you know, in the progress, in the process. Yeah, uh, I had... Um... There was one of the local businesses here in DeSoto, and so she had reached out to me and wanted me to post some stuff on her page. And and I was like, you know, she was just saying how it was hard for her because uh, she felt bad because her employees couldn't pay their rent. And so she didn't want to close because that meant that they wouldn't get any money. And I was just like, we need to do live. I said, we need to appeal to our community because if everybody came and gave you $2 or something to go towards you help continue to keep them on because she hadn't got any money from the SBA. She hadn't got any of the, any of the packages. And so she was struggling. And so for me, I was just like, that's when the community comes together. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it just takes, it may, if it's 5,000 of us, we all gave $1. You know, that could have took care of her uh, payroll for probably until we come, you know, until two things start opening back up. So but I didn't get a chance to connect with her because I was going to connect with you and, you know, and just put a plea out there to some of these small businesses. And so it's what we could do as a community. And so that was one of my questions. What is the city doing to help the community, uh, these local businesses? So I'm yeah. glad you're kind of you yeah, kind of. You know, and one thing in terms of, you know, we know finances will always help, but uh, the task force will be looking at, or the city will be looking at partnering with economic development. That's something where that's being discussed. Nothing has been finalized and, you know, as it relates to that, but some funding that we can uh, partner with EDC, Economic Development Corporation, and the city, because we did get a dollar amount, uh, you know, in terms of the CARES funding, the CARE, the, through the CARES Act, Community Development uh, Block Grant. 
and it will not go that far by itself. So the EDC is going to be discussing how we can put those funds together and it's never gonna be enough to go around. But we wanna do the very best we can in terms of uh, once we work out the details about that, but also continuing to work with SBA. Uh, we have a local contact with SBA and uh, his name is Ahmad Gauri. Mm -hmm. And he has been a tremendous resource. You know, this is this COVID-19 has just been so devastating that, uh, you know, in getting the money from the federal government down to the state, to the uh, municipalities, it, it has taken some time. And it has also taken all of us writing our state legislators and our federal officials, uh, our elected officials, giving our input on how important it is. You can't just take care of the big cities, you know, these smaller cities yeah. uh, like DeSoto and those even smaller, we need help too. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, that is ongoing. That is ongoing. So they should, um, there are going to be some news coming forth, you said, from the economic um, department that how how local businesses can get help. Well, it will be the city of DeSoto and EDC, but we're not there yet okay. in terms of rolling this out. We're working on that. Okay. We're working on that. Now, Chief, I wanted to um, kind of help people understand, um, like in the event of, this happening again and we're closed in, you know, what should business owners owners do when they're dealing with end meet, making ends meet as far as livelihood versus the law? Now, we, we know the story about what happened with the beauty salon owner and her. I, I don't know all the details, but I know that that a lot of families have suffering there's a lot of self-employment people out here and that's their livelihood so can you give business owners any kind of advice uh of what they should do if this happens again as far as um being locked in and how to make ends meet and that's you know that's their only livelihood boy that's a tough question um you know first of all it, it's the law is that we can't go against the emergency act that's put forward from the state and from the county and and the mayor's had one as well and uh, we try to stick to that so we're trying to get through this virus as quick as we can and let it peak and 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 leave us so that we can get back to some sense of normalcy but in the meantime we, we have to follow what the orders are or we're not going to get out of this if if we take things on too quickly and i think that we as a city think that this has passed us because some things are open and, mm -hmm. and it's not. I mean, we had another 253 uh, positive cases in the county yesterday, uh, today, reported today, and two more deaths. We had eight deaths yesterday, and uh, I'm sorry, no deaths yesterday, but eight deaths the day before and 10 deaths the day before that in the, in the county, not just in DeSoto, obviously, but it's a serious thing. And we want to get back to our businesses. We want to get back to making uh, ends meet and and uh, helping all the people that that are working with us in the community. So the the best thing I can say is to follow those rules that are put out by the CDC. 
Um, right. I'm, I'm, uh, and the mayor talked about our recovery task force, and I'm on the business subcommittee as the city liaison. And we are, we, we put some things together last week. We had a, a meeting, and we're going to be putting things on a website, not only to help businesses recover and, and where they can maybe get some loans and some some grants and some things of that nature, um, as the mayor stated with the EDC. But we're also going to put out there the protocols that they need to follow while they're opening up because it's important we don't we don't get back to where we just came from we need to get out of this and so if we pr continue to practice those safe distancing the uh the, the face masks to, to protect ourselves and and all the things that we put in place so that we can open slowly but yet open um uh, safely uh that's important thing obviously we don't want to go backwards and we'd never want to get to a point that we were just uh a month ago or when this all started two months ago but um we have to follow the law and i know uh, people have to live um i can say that the community has come together if you haven't seen it there are more food banks and more yeah. churches setting up uh food help and uh we have to rely on on our on our faith and on our our churches and uh our community groups that that help one another if we have more than somebody else and we can help that group to get it to those people that are in need, then that's what we have to do. And there's nothing to, about being ashamed of going and picking up some food be, to feed your family or to help your workers in times of need. That's what it's all about. We need to help each other. Mm -hmm. And and we need to make sure that we do that in the future if we ever were to get back to this. Um, businesses are going to suffer if people are sick and, and, and dying and no one's going to want to come out if they if they can't feel safe so if we can practice those those cdc guidelines that are put out we're, we've put them we're going to put them on the website if uh, they haven't posted them yet um and and please tell all your fans tell everybody that they need to continue to practice that we we continually get complaints to go and break up a party uh, a large group of people that that are, that are having a good time in back of someone's house. And we don't want to do that as, as police officers. We don't want to have to be that person that has to break up a group like that. But people have to act responsibly. We're not out of this yet at all. So we really, really need to stress, let's get back to being safe. Let's get back to doing the things we need to do. And hopefully, sooner than later, we'll be able to get back to having those good times and those backyard parties and those pool parties and things of that nature. But in the meantime, they, they can help us and help the businesses by doing things responsibly and making sure we do the right thing so that we get back on our feet quicker. Uh, we have a question. It says, what resources are available to help those families cope and potentially decrease in this domestic violence? Either one of you guys can answer that. Chief, uh, well, one of the things we know that our Domestic Violence Advisory Commission uh, provides information. Uh, there's a wealth of information on the city's website. And uh, there's a, a link on our website to DVAC, the Domestic Violence Advisory Commission. Uh, but also, Chief, will you talk about the person you have on staff to work uh, in that area with, with the commission? Yes, ma'am. So we have we have a, a victims assistance coordinator. Her name is Darcy Donaldson, and um, she does a fantastic job with uh, getting people uh, the services that they need, or at least providing them with information where they can get those services. But I, I would say that if someone needs something uh, along those lines of 
they just need to talk to somebody or they need to get some relief uh, somewhere. Um, you know, if they if they want to call the department to speak to Darcy, she can get them that information. But I would say uh, we've talked to Hickory Trails. We've talked to Dallas Behavioral uh, in the city and, and out of Dallas, just up the street. And they have counselors on uh, on staff that we've referred people to. Um, if someone doesn't reach out to us or reach out to someone to try and find that help, then we can't get them that help because we don't know unless we get called to our home. And then we provide them that information. I'd rather do that on the front end before we get called out and, and someone call us to say, where can I go and get some help? We will put them at least in touch with some social services and some groups that want to help. We've got some, there's some things on the county website where uh, they have uh, counselors and uh, social service providers that are listed on there um, to help people get through this and to cope. And um, there, there's a, a, a lot of resources on the county website uh, to deal with COVID. And if they just go to the county website and they go to that COVID-19 uh, tab, uh, that's gonna list everything, how to stay safe, how to, how to remain healthy, what to do to, to make uh, face masks, all those different things that have come up with this COVID-19 virus. And especially those things that will help you uh, uh, keep your emotions and, and uh, your mental state in check. You also have a group, uh, I think it's through the police department, a, a group of pastors um, that you have that that mentors in the community as well, don't that's you, Chief? A, that's exactly right. DeSoto Police, Clergy, and Community. There used to be DeSoto Police and Community, and they just changed their, their name to DeSoto Police, Clergy, and Community. And they do a lot of good in, in the uh, city as well. And... Um, you know, they, they're made up of uh, pastors and in, uh, in the city that have their own congregations, uh, whether they're large or small, and they're there to help. And we can we can put you in touch with with that group. But for the most part, if, if, if anybody is has any affiliation with any church, boy, if you call them, they will help. And if they if they can't, they'll call us and we will try to get them set up with with uh, anything we can. But most of the churches have really chipped in and helped out and they've got a lot of volunteers and if you if you can be a volunteer and help out because you've got uh, some time to give then check with your church and check with other community groups we really need that to help each other out and to add to that um last week i was so um, moved by the uh service yes that national day of prayer service that the soto police and clergy uh, it was something I requested. I said, COVID is not going to stop us from doing our National Day of Service. So this year, it was done virtually at seven at night. Normally, we've done it at seven in the morning on uh, National Day of Service at City Hall. But the chair is uh, Dr. Marcus King, who is the pastor of Disciples Central Community Church, DC3. and and I told him, I know you get tired of my calling. He's like, no, Mayor. You know, I've said call. <laughs> but um, just a few weeks ago, I called because I said our community needs prayer. And with their help, you know, we had a, an evening of prayer. Well, for, na for National Day of Prayer, one of the things they added this year was uh, to, they did a call out to the community to denote to, de to donate, excuse me, donate money for the food bank. It was two, it was uh, the Soda Food Bank and 
chocolate mint mm. uh, foundation. And they were just going to divide the monies that uh, were donated in half. Um, and I think it goes through this Friday. But for those who are listening, if you have any questions about that, please call uh, Disciple Central Community Church or go online and look at their uh, website. And there's some information there as to how to contact them because their pastor is the chair and uh, provided leadership in making this happen. I'm very proud of our pastors in the community for initiating uh, donating to the food banks. And when I tell you the need is there, we, we know that there are people in the community that have six figure jobs, you know, and who have been laid off and are not working. So don't think some of the people needing food are just, you know, the socio, low socioeconomic. You know, there's a lot more low socioeconomic now as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. So as the chief said, your volunteer services are needed, your donations are needed, and uh, we encourage you to uh, support these efforts. All hey, right. can I, one more thing about uh, GPAC, what they, uh, they, um, they called a, a Zoom meeting the other day to discuss uh, what they can do for this, the graduating seniors. Right. And um, we, we, we discussed what we uh, what we can put together and uh, to actually come up with a, a drive through uh, event that they're going to have. They're going to be putting it out. We've got some posters we just uh, uh, are having made right now. And so, uh, you know, they just want uh, the, the graduating seniors. If they're not a graduation and obviously we, we want to at least make them feel a little special and do something. And so partnering with Methodist uh, uh, Central Hospital and, and um, uh, DPAC and the city and the school district and the police department, we've, we've come up with this little plan and we'll be advertising that shortly, but it's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So it's, they, they want to give back to the community and what is it that they can do in yeah. every little thing. And so again, counseling, mentoring, um, anything like that, we can, we can get some help for anybody that needs it. We'll put them in the right place. And the posters, they're actually yard signs. They're absolutely beautiful. They are. They're they would be able to put in their yard where we're uh, we're we're saluting them for graduation. So I'm excited about that piece. Yes, yes, me too. Yes, that's awesome. So as we come to the close, Mayor uh, Mayor McCowney, tell me, I mean, give your let your words that you know that you really want the community. What's your words to them as far as what you really want to say to them? Do you have the platform? Thank you so much. First of all, Karen, thank you for inviting us to this show. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be on with Steve Costa because as he said earlier, he and I probably more than anybody else I've seen are out in the community and we kind of tease each other about that. And so I want to commend him for that and want to encourage him to continue. And I look forward to us being back out there again with with our children and our youth and, and, and families in the community. Um, please, please, uh, DeSoto family and friends, please stay safe. Uh, we talked about all of the things that we all need to do, wear our masks. Don't stop doing that. It is too early to even think about stopping that. All of the uh, 
things in terms of hygiene that we've been told about hand washing, all of that still matters. Uh, making sure that we stay home as much as we can. And the large gatherings, it is just not time for that. We want to be able to get back to that, but we are not there yet. And I want our community to know that anybody who will listen to us, we are on all of the uh, calls with federal officials, state officials, the regional officials, our county judge, DeSoto, your, your city is represented uh, on all of those calls and always at the table, even though it's the virtual table, uh, but we are there and we need you to work with us, help us. We, it's going to take all of us working together to get through this. And so when we say continue to practice social distancing, avoid getting, you know, uh, coming together in large crowds, we want to not just flatten the curve, we want to eradicate, and that's what flattening the curve means, I guess, but we want to eradicate uh, this uh, pandemic from our community, from our region, and, and really this is a worldwide problem, but it starts at home. If we're going to uh, do our best to make sure that we can get back to some semblance of normalcy is going to take all of us. And we're counting on our community to work with us to get it done. So thank you so much. And tell us about the town hall meeting tomorrow. The town, thank you. The town hall meeting it, uh, with County Judge Clay Jenkins and uh, the county uh, medical official, uh, Dr. Wong, I have to think about how to pronounce his name. Dr. Wong, you've seen both of them on TV all the time. That town hall is, uh, the virtual town hall is from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Please, please go to the City of DeSoto website. And uh, if, you do, if you do www.desototexas.org, that will get you there. Or you can just put City of DeSoto and Google and it will get you to our website. There is a wealth of information there, including how to get on to this uh, town hall tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Awesome. And how about you, Chief? What's, what, what words do you want to give out to the criminals? <laughs> First of all, Karen, thanks for asking me to be on. This has been great. And again, like the mayor said, yeah, we're always out together. So this was kind of natural for us to be together tonight to, uh, to talk in your show. But I really enjoyed it. I'd like to come back again and talk about some other things. But uh, time's gone by so fast tonight. So let me say that, you know, the only way we can be good as a community is to work together. Um, people have to work with us. We have to work with the community. I always say that, you know, it, it takes an understanding of each of us, the community and the police, to n understand each other, build that respect, know our expectations, and uh, that, that all equals trust. And yeah. uh, I think that we've built a, a lot of trust in the city. We've had our ups and downs. There have been some issues. There are always going to be issues that come up. But I, I ask people just remember that they trust in us, that we're going to do the right things, and that we need to work together. And if people see something, they have to say something and call us. We get a lot of good tips from people. We get a lot of information uh, that people call us, but they got to continue to do that. Text us, call us, uh, email us, and, and anything. And if they have an issue where they, they want some help for something, 
just call us because we'll we'll try to get them that help and line them up with those social services. So it's all about us working together, especially during this time. Uh, those volunteers, those, those help with donations that help us by helping police ourselves so that we make sure we keep everybody safe and not do those things that are going to put us in any kind of harm's way and protect your, your, your neighbors and the rest of your community. And together, we're going to make a difference and we're going to get back to normalcy as soon as this thing passes and we'll be able to uh, have some good times again. So um, I appreciate uh, everybody's support in this time of need and just be there for us and we're there for them. Right. Awesome, awesome. There's Yes. Can I just say that I mentioned the website, but you know, DeSoto uses all social media platforms. So uh, if you look at uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, the information is also there on all the social media platforms about COVID. Yes. I, I, somebody put on there, it takes a village, village is a great show. And that's one thing that I believe that we're building here in DeSoto. And I'm going to continue to say that we are a uh, beautiful community with population of what, what we have, 50,000, Mayor, or a little under 50,000? We're over 55,000. We're over 55,000. Oh, the census. <laughs> so <laughs> we are a beautiful community here. So if anybody thinking about moving to Texas, try DeSoto. But when you come, you come wanting to make us better. Yeah, That's what you got to do. You got to come wanting to make us better because we're already headed towards making it uh, becoming a great community and so i love our community i love our mayor i love our chief you know we're all here trying to make a better place for us to live and live comfortably so you guys i am so honored i appreciate you guys coming on the show and putting up with me i'm i'm normally not the lead but uh i thank you guys <laughs> i thank you god i thank you guys and um, I just thought it was important for us to give some local news, some local news of what's going on right here. And so thank you guys and thank everybody for watching the show. And if you have any comments, reach out to me. I can always get it to the mayor or to the chief. If you have anything, you uh, any comments or anything like that, because uh, we're all here working with each other. So right. awesome, you guys. So goodbye. Thank Bye. you guys Thank for coming you. on the show. Our Thank pleasure. Bye-bye. You. you take care. Thanks again for inviting me. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.